You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. Every time we worship and we sing about uh, how much God loves us, it just uh, uh, it overwhelms me. I um, I've been trying to follow Jesus for over forty years now. Got saved when I was two, and uh, <laughs> I um. And during that time, have been constantly growing in my understanding of how much God loves me. And I think I may be at the one inch level. If 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 eternity, if if infinity is is how much, and understanding that and grasping how much God loves me and how much He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. (laughs) You get it? He loves you. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, He loves you. Try it with a little enthusiasm. He loves you. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know, there's times where the enemy comes along and wants to try and make you not believe that. uh, But it doesn't change it. He still loves you. Even when we blow it, he still loves you. Even when we mess up, he still loves you and me. Even, even, even if I have questions or doubts or unbelief, it, it doesn't change the fact <laughs> that he loves me. In fact, as we're going to study here in a little while, not today, but at some point in time, <laughs> that he chose you before the foundations of the world to show his love to you. And to me, back before we were ever born, back before this planet existed, God chose to love us, you, me, and as individuals, not just the planet, not just the world, not just all the people, but us individually. Now, see, that, that ought to, I don't know why I'm going down this path, but we're going to go down that way as long as we can. How's that? We're going to chase this rabbit a minute. Even even before I was born, God knew me. I mean, that ought to impact our thinking, shouldn't it? I mean, that ought to impact the way we go about life. It ought to impact the way we treat our our family, our neighbors, our friends, the way we the way we respond to God. It ought to it ought to have some kind of impact on us. I mean, I. Just just that. I mean, if that's all he did. I mean, Jody just quoted a verse. That he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing already in Christ. Well, just if we just had one. I mean, if we just, if we, if we just lived on God loves us, that's enough. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, to get us through whatever we're in the middle of, to get us through whatever we're facing, whatever that trial is, whatever, whatever that thing is in our life, just... Just under, just, just grasping. I mean, just, just getting a hint of how much He loves us, 
and how he watches over us and cares for us and 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 is in our path and and, and guides us and leads us and and I mean doesn't doesn't the psalmist cry out in Psalms twenty three that he's our shepherd and he leads us by the still waters? Whew. Amen, Bob. That's good. Thanks for sharing that with us today. We appreciate you chasing that rabbit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Chris, I love you, man. Wow. <laughs> uh, well. We started a series uh, last week in the book of Ephesians, and we're titling it what? Sit, walk, and stand. Isn't there water in there somewhere? <laughs> and we're titled, I reached for it like four times. We're titling it Sit, Walk, and Stand. And uh, we started this last week. Just in way of review, very quickly, there seems to be the book seems to divide up into like three, um, three sections. The first section being kind of who we are in Christ, our position. That we're titling Sit. There's a sense of where we're not, not necessarily physically sit, although there's times where I think we're supposed to physically sit. And, and wait and listen to God and receive from Him. But it's the attitude of, of understanding. This, this sitting is understanding who I am in Christ, my position in Him. And then we move from sitting to walking. And that um, starts in chapter 4 in Ephesians where it just there's some things that, that we're, we're, still, we're supposed to do. You know, once you get saved, it doesn't mean we just sit and do nothing. Right? I mean, there are things God's called us to. There's a way of life that He's called us to live. And we're going to look at a lot of that in chapter 4 and 4 where it talks about the way we're to love each other, the way we're to care for one another, the things we're to do. The way we get into Ephesians where it talks about husbands and wives loving one another. Hello? <laughs> and so we're going to get into that. And then stand. And I just think it's interesting to me how the ladies' Bible study, they're on... Wednesday nights is talking about the armor of God, which obviously is Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, the men are, are looking at a series or walking through a series called Goliath Must Fall. The giants in our life have to come down. All that's talking about warfare. And there's a warfare. And if we don't understand the fact that we're in a war, we're going to misinterpret a lot of what goes on in our lives. It's real easy to, man, I'm getting so sidetracked. <laughs> It, it's it's real easy to blame God for things that happen in our lives that it's not God, it's the enemy. Let's try that one more time. It's real easy when things go wrong in our lives, when bad things happen, when events come into our life that aren't good, it's easy if we're not careful to look at God and blame Him for those events. Now, who do you... Look, I'm not going to get to where I'm supposed to go today, so y'all just forget that. We're going... <laughs> Who do you think would put the thought into our minds that this thing that's stealing from us, this thing that's killing us, this thing that's robbing from us, who do you think would put into your mind, blame God for that? The Hello? The, the enemy, the devil, Satan, whatever you want. He, I mean, how, I mean, the dude's, okay, I don't want to give him more credit than I want to, than than the, than the Bible gives him, but he's pretty smart. He's had a lot of years of practice at, at deceiving people. Hello, he's had a, he's good at deceptions. In fact, as the scripture says, he's the father of 
lies. He's a liar. And he lies to people. He lies to people constantly about the fact that when something happens to them, he lies to them and somehow twists the, the, what he's doing to them. He twists that and says to them, this isn't me. This is God. This is the one that people tell you love you. He doesn't love you. He put this thing on you because he wants to teach you something. <laughs> Man, I, that that concept just... it. Can you, is there, people call this thing righteous indignation. Is there something called, I think you can get mad at things the enemy does, right? So let's just get mad at this thing the enemy does. I, I was just, I just heard somebody this past week and I just wanted to, I don't know, I wanted to do something. <laughs> this, this person was sharing and teaching and 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 was getting into having people kind of openly share and speak back and kind of sometimes I do that with you guys and answer questions and and one of the questions was what are some of the sorrows that have happened in your life and this person just is it's just vulnerable and, and and there's probably 20 of us there and this person is just vulnerable and says the sorrow of my life is <laughs> He's a granddad, and the sorrow of my life is his grandson had died. And this person responds with, well, I guess God had other plans for him. And I wanted, I wanted to slap him. It's like, that's God. God's not, God did not take that person's grandson. God, who... We just very clearly read the scripture. Jody quoted it. Said, "You're the one. You're at fault here. I'm why. You're why I'm going down this tangent." <laughs> she, there's this verse that says, "Jesus." I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you some background here. We are not going to where I wanted to go this morning. Okay, so there's this thing called hermeneutics, and the hermeneutics is this fancy word for the study and interpretation of scripture. Okay, you with me? One of the principles of interpreting Scripture, one of the first principles of interpreting Scripture is you take the clear, what's clearly written, and let it interpret what isn't as clear. You with me? Do you understand there's some things in here that are just kind of hard to understand? Right? But we don't base our theology, we don't base our doctrine, we don't base our beliefs on things that are hard to understand, and we try and figure them out when there's something that's very clearly states something different than that. You with me? So if Jesus comes and he says this, the enemy, who is who? Satan, the devil. The enemy comes to what? Still kill and destroy, but I come to give life and to give it abundantly pretty clear <laughs> right so if i look at my life and there's something stilling there's something being <clears throat> being robbed in my life something that's trying to kill me something that's trying to take away from me if there's something that's doing that it's very clear according to what jesus just said that that's the enemy that's doing that Jesus says, I come to give you life and give it abundantly. It's very clear again in Scripture that Jesus over and over and over, numerous times, I don't know how many, but numerous times in the Gospels, we'll hear Jesus make this statement. The Father and I are one. 
You with me? If you, he says this, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. Hebrews says this, Jesus is the exact representation of the Father, of God. So, very clear, remember the science of interpretation. If we're looking at Jesus, we're looking at God. Now, go here. Is there any place, when we read the Gospels, when we read the Scripture, when we read the New Testament and the New Covenant, in fact, this Hebrews again says we're under the New Covenant. The Old Covenant has pictures. The Old Covenant has a partial understanding of who, Jesus, of who God is. Jesus is the full understanding of who God is. So there's no place... There's no place in the scriptures where you see Jesus walking along and he says, you know what? I'm going to just take your child from you so I can teach you something. I'm going to kill your kid today so you can learn something. Fact is, you know what? I'm just going to put some cancer on you today. So you, so, and I'll come back in a few years when it's time and you've learned everything you're supposed to learn. I'll, I'll come back and I'll take it away. I'll heal it. But right now, I'm not going to heal that cancer because Dad's still trying to teach you something. Do you, is that in the Bible anywhere in the New Testament? No. <laughs> so, please, 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 please. You know, there's times when somebody dies and somebody especially somebody young who's a child and 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 they're in a wreck or they're they're a, a friend of ours lost their grandkid through a snake bite i mean a, a rattlesnake bit him and kills this little five-year-old kid i mean and and don't allow the enemy to twist that and say somehow or another god's trying to teach you something in the middle of that what kind of what kind of what kind of earthly dad? I'm not. I have three boys. I'm not going. I'm not going to do something to them that, that's like that. I'm not going to put cancer on one of my kids if I had the ability to do that, so I could teach them something. Now here's the here's the good here's the good news. You ready? Like that wasn't, but here's <laughs> here's the good news. It says in Romans eight twenty eight that God can do what. All things can do what with those all things? Turn them to good. Okay? You with me? Now, God, you remember him, God, who is all-powerful, who's all-knowing, who's all of those things, God can take, okay, what the enemy does, he can take that and turn it to good. In other words, he can take something that's been, maybe it's cancer in somebody's life or somebody died that shouldn't have died. And God, God can use that and turn that in, in our lives and turn it to good. He's big enough to do that. But please, 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 please don't ever say to somebody that just lost their child, well, I guess God just wanted another little angel in heaven. I've heard that. Okay. To begin with, when you die, you don't become an angel. <laughs> to begin with, right? <laughs> Secondly, God doesn't need another little angel. If he did, he could just create some more. Do you see how, do you see how the enemy twists all that? He just takes it and turns it and makes it. I mean, I, that's, 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 I mean you've got to give him credit. That's pretty darn smart. To make us blame God for something he's doing, that the enemy's doing. 
You see, that's that's part of that's part of understanding who we are in Christ. So I'm going to bring it back to Ephesians. <laughs> we're, we're we're turning the ship around. It's swinging way out there and it's swinging back in. But that that's part of understanding. When I understand who I am in Christ, and when things like that happen, I can I can look at the fact no. I'm in, this is who I am in Jesus. This thing that's happening to me right now, this, 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 something that's being stole or killed or destroyed in my life, this thing that maybe it's a relationship with somebody, maybe it's, maybe it's my finances, maybe it's health, maybe it's, it could be any one of those things that the enemy is putting in our lives. I can look at that and I can go, this isn't from God. Because in God, I've already been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ. I have health now in Him. It's like Jody was saying earlier, we have provision now in Him. He's already provided it for us. Now, now there's times we we have to walk in that, learn in that. Sometimes we sometimes we just made stupid mistakes, and we're and we're we're having the result of that. But you know what, God. I can tell you from personal testimony, God can take our stupid mistakes and turn them to good. <laughs> I have experience in that. Y'all ever done one? <laughs> and I mean, is God big or what? He can, he can take the dumb thing that I did and still turn it into something good and use it in my life for good. And when I begin to understand and grasp, this is who I am in Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm seated in Him. Man. See, I don't, I don't even have to study next week. I got next week's sermon already ready. <laughs> I tell you, if we could just, if we could just get a hold of that. Just grasp that. Just, just let that begin to somehow get into here where we really believe it. There's a difference between believing and believing. Right? I mean, there's a difference between just having some kind of understanding in our brain and some kind of intellectual understanding. But when it gets in here, when it gets in our life, it impacts us. It changes us. We, we, that's where we get into the walking part of it. We begin to walk like Jesus walked. Right? Why? Because he lives in me. He lives in us. If Jesus is living in us, then we're probably going to start looking like Jesus. Does that make sense? I mean, if I start, if Jesus starts coming through me and out of me, I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'll respond differently. I'll say things differently. I'll, I'll respond to my wife differently if Jesus is in me living through me than when I don't pay attention to Jesus living in me and I say something I shouldn't say. I know none of the rest of you guys ever do that, but once every 10 years or so, I say something I shouldn't say. <laughs> More like 10 minutes. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, God, God is so good.
He he <laughs> he is. God is good. All the time. All the time. It just, I tell you, it just, it irritates me when I hear somebody make some comment about God that's not true. God loves you and me. He loves us. A bunch. A whole bunch. Doesn't he wrong? I mean a whole bunch. You know what a whole bunch is? It's a whole bunch. <laughs> it's a lot. A whole lot. And it just I mean, it amazes me as I begin to study scripture and begin to understand it. And it amazes me that there's that I can't do anything that will stop that from happening. God's gonna love me. Whether, whether I turn my back on him or not, he still loves me. I understand some of that to some degree as being an earthly dad with my kids and how they respond and how they do things. I, I, I get a some grasp of that, of how much I still love my kids, whether they did something stupid or not. But there's sometimes I still get irritated with them. But I would, I would never, never disown them. They're always going to be my kids, and I'm always going to love them. And that's just, I, I just get just a small smidgen. I'm throwing all these big words, aren't I? Is smidgen even a real word? Is it? It doesn't sound like a real word. Because <laughs> I'm saying it. It's because I always invent words is what it is. <laughs> Just, just, I mean, when we grasp that much of it. And you know, here, here's the cool thing, and I'm going I'm to wind this down. We're going to line the plane. Josh, you ready to come up? It's, it's like God puts in us. See, I think he hardwired us this way. He put in us that when we begin to understand and begin to grasp how much he loves us, you know what it does? It makes us want to get more. <laughs> it makes us want more. It makes us. It makes us see. When I, I've I've spent times just crawled up in Dad's lap with song we sang earlier, where I've just just leaned my shoulder, my head back on his shoulder. When I do that, you know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to do it again. It makes me want to come back for more and more and more and more and more. I want more. I want to get more of that. I want to understand more of that. I want to get, I want to, I want to, and people want to get all semantics about things. Well, you got Jesus lives in you. You can't get any more of him. I, I want more. <laughs> I know he lives in me and I got all of him, but you know what? I haven't necessarily experienced that. I, w- I want to experience more. You with me? I, I want him. I want more of him. And I know you guys too. We want, we want to, I want to just, I want to spend more time where I'm just sitting there laid back on his, on his chest. I just, this makes you hungry for more. Josh, come on up, buddy. We're going to just, we're going, we're going to worship here again for a minute and let's see what God wants to do. We got time and we can do some ministry. Baptists aren't out for 45 more minutes so we can. <laughs>
We can, we can still beat them to the restaurants. <laughs> can we sing that last? Have you already got one picked out? Can you sing that last song you did? Wow. Let's stand up, guys. Father, I just, in the name of Jesus, we come to you as your kids, Lord, and we just, we ask you that, Lord, you just would begin to um, give us a fuller understanding, Lord, even as Paul prayed in Ephesians, Lord, that, that the spirit of revelation would come and would open our hearts and our minds, and we'd, we'd begin to grasp how deep and how wide your love is for us. Father, we just... We pray that even as we begin, as we as we enter to a time again of, of just worshiping, Father, I pray you would just begin to speak that loud, Lord. Speak that clear into our hearts, Lord. Everybody that's here today would begin to receive, Father, in just a fresh way, just a fuller understanding and a fuller revelation, a, a deeper understanding of you and who you are and how much you love us, Lord. I just pray you, in Jesus' name, you begin to just work that in our hearts, Lord. Thank you. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.